Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Monday night to you. Hope you had a tremendous night, a tremendous day, a great weekend. Hopefully you watched tons of football. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next four hours. This is when I get started, 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific. And speaking of football, it's Monday. It's Monday night. We got a Monday night football game to close out week four of the NFL season. And right now, to the shock of probably no one, the Seattle Seahawks are beating the Giants at halftime. The score is 14-3. to The New York Giants can't tackle. The New York Giants can't hold the ball. The New York Giants can't score. The New York Giants have a Saquon Barkley who isn't playing. And Seattle is doing this uh, with Geno Smith. He went down with a knee injury. We'll keep you up to date on this game as it continues on. Monday Night Football at the Meadowlands MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Seattle, the Seahawks, are beating and leading the Giants at halftime 14-3. Thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America on the free Odyssey app. You can always listen to the show on your many, many, many hundreds of CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM Channel 158. And if you got a smart speaker, all you have to do is ask that speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. A lot of action over the weekend. I, like many of you, probably, you know, maybe indulged on too much football if there is such a thing. Everything from USC beating Colorado on Saturday, Colorado looking like they might come back it didn't happen and then we had we had quite a few comebacks yesterday in the NFL the Broncos and Bears had a battle of the losers somebody had to win it looked like the Bears were actually going to win but they are the biggest losers the Broncos came back and beat them we saw the Dallas Cowboys smack the New England Patriots 38 to 3 we saw the Bills and the Dolphins the Bills smacked the Dolphins Anybody running around thinking that the Dolphins were going to score another 70 points or 60 or 50, yeah, you bet wrong on that one. 48 to 20, the Bills won. And then in a nightcap in New Jersey, again, by the way, back-to-back games, Sunday night football, Monday night football in New Jersey, we saw the New York Jets. We saw Zach Wilson actually move towards playing a good game. And the Chiefs still came out on top. What a shocker. What a surprise there. And so we got a lot to talk about here over the next four hours. Today, also a big day in the NBA. Media day. NBA teams have have showed up to take photos and do interviews before they start training camp, get stock photos taken, on and on and on. 
And so that means Damian Lillard showed up in a Bucks uniform. That means that Joel Embiid answered questions in Philadelphia about his teammate who didn't show up. That happens to be James Harden. That means Kevin Durant told everybody he's going to play in the Olympics next year. And then we have Jimmy Butler, who decided to show up with a few uh, facial piercings, new hair, and he says he is emo Jimmy Butler. Yeah, busy day in the NBA. But we're going to talk about it all. If you want to talk to me over the next four hours, it's simple. We got a phone number. It works. We paid our bills. It's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 for CBS. You can also find me anywhere, everywhere online. I am at JR Sport Brief. And we got to start with the uh, the New York Jets and the Chiefs. I'll get there momentarily. But before I do anything, shout outs to super producer and host Dave Shepard for holding it down. Dave, how are you? You had a good weekend? I did, Joe. Thank you for asking. Your Twitter is hilarious, by the way. The picture of Jimmy Butler cracks me up. And, JR, you said that uh, Joel Embiid had to answer questions for James Harden not showing up. You know, he has to do that when James Harden shows up, too, because even when he plays, he doesn't show up. But uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing well, JR. How was your weekend, man? I told I watch football, man. I don't I don't got nothing to complain about. Yeah. No, I hear I you. Watched, I watched that game last night just like everybody else. Uh, the beginning of the game was – all about uh, shots of Taylor Swift in the booth. We saw, we saw shots of Aaron Rodgers sitting up in the owner's booth or owner's box with Woody Johnson. And then we actually saw some football between the Chiefs and the New York Jets. And congratulations to Zach Wilson. It didn't start off great. It didn't look great to start. It looked like that the New York Jets were going to get destroyed. They were down 17 to nothing after the first quarter. They were down 20-12 to at halftime. I mean, their kicker, Greg Zerline, even missed a field goal to end the half. And you're like, this is the most New York Jets thing ever. But they came alive. Zach Wilson looked alive. He was able to connect with Alan Lazard for a touchdown to tie it at 20 in the third. And then as the game continued on, and it looked like the Jets were going to have some life, Zach Wilson fumbled away the ball. Sauce Gardner got called for a fraudulent holding penalty. The Jets never saw the ball again. And then this man, Patrick Mahomes, basically continued on with what ended up being a seven and a half minute drive to basically kill the game. And so all things considered, Zach Wilson did pretty good. He missed some throws early on. He looked like crap. He looked like hot garbage. But he was able to turn things around. 245 yards passing. Two touchdowns. He connected with 10 different receivers. And everybody knows about that fumble that pretty much, I don't want to say sealed the deal, but didn't help the New York Jets. Rob Sala was talking about how they were on their way to score. In a matter of fact, in all actuality, statistically, Zach Wilson outplayed Patrick Mahomes. This was the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career, dating back to college and to the pros, that one guy threw for more yards than him, threw for more touchdowns than him, and completed more passes than him. But Patrick Mahomes is the one who walked away with the victory, and the New York Jets walk away with another loss. 
that Taylor Swift saw in person. By the way, Travis Kelsey, no touchdowns last night, only 60 yards receiving. And then so after the game, Zach Wilson, who has been beat to a pulp in the court of public opinion, you got Joe Namath killing him. Joe Namath is like, no more. I've seen enough. This is abuse. Zach Wilson, maybe he changed his mind. Rob Sala said, Zach Wilson is making some progress here. He is. I mean, he's coming along. I mean, he's uh, playing quarterback in this league is hard. Um, it comes with, with everything that comes with it, you know. And uh, But, you know, I thought he gave a... I thought he gave his guys a chance to play. Um, threw some balls up that were 50-50 balls, and his and his teammates made made plays for him, and he made plays for his teammates, and the whole line protected. And um, like I said, I would have loved to have seen uh, after Michael got that interception on that last drive. If uh, I would have loved to see if he would have been able to take us down the score touchdown, I, I feel like he would have. Yeah, and part of what he's referring to is the fact that they didn't get the ball back because Sauce Gardner got called for a fraudulent holding penalty. And then also there was that that Zach Wilson fumble that pretty much gave them the ball back, they being the Kansas City Chiefs. And unlike last year, when Zach Wilson stood in front of the media, he was asked about whether or not he owed the defense or his team anything, and he didn't take accountability. His team basically hated his guts. Last night, Zach Wilson took a different approach when it came down to being responsible for the loss, listen. Yeah, that's on me. I, you know, critical situation. I can't, I can't have a play like that. I cannot drop the ball. You know, and this team is sacrificing a lot. You know, guys were making plays. Defense was making plays. O line was protecting. Um, the receivers were making plays, and to be driving right there and to to drop a snap. You know, I cannot do that. You know, I lost us that game, and I cannot do that. And I was making it clear to those guys that I need to be better. I need to be better on the little things, the details. Um, it can't happen. Oh, somebody learned something from last year. I mean, he's had a he's had an entire year. He's had a benching last season. He's had an experience, I guess, learning behind Aaron Rodgers in training camp in the preseason to learn something. Zach Wilson took responsibility. And so there is a little bit of glimmer of light. There's a glimmer of hope that that maybe, just maybe, he can build off of last night. And the New York Jets can do something. Well, how about this? Congratulations to the New York Jets. They play the Denver Broncos next. And I know the Broncos just beat the Bears. They had to come back and beat them. We're going to get into that. What a crazy one that is. If you thought... The Jets was a disaster. Then wait until you hear about the Bears. But the fact is, Denver gives up a lot of points. Denver has looked like garbage. Go ahead and ask the Miami Dolphins. They put up 70 points against them. I mean, if Zach Wilson even gets anywhere to close to half of that, consider it a success. And, and speaking of those Dolphins, they were in action as well. People waiting to see what takes place between the Dolphins and the Bills. I tuned into the game, eagerly anticipating what it was going to look like, and the Bills put the bricks on them, man. They put the bricks on them. They put their boots on them. They beat them down. 48-20 to 20 was the final score. I was watching this game in, like, the third quarter, and I said, I, I've seen enough. There's nothing here. Josh Allen, four touchdowns in the air. 
he rushed for another touchdown. Stephon Diggs, remember him and, and Josh Allen had a beef? No more. 120 yards receiving, three touchdowns. The defense had Miami in check. They sacked two or four times. They only completed three of ten third downs. They were 0 for 3 on fourth down. The Bills put Tua in check. Only 282 yards passing, a touchdown, and an interception. Josh Allen, knowing that this was a big game, he says, oh, yeah, we showed up and we showed out. Every week's a different week. Uh, it didn't matter what you did last week. It didn't matter what you're going to do next week. It's all about, um, you know, playing on, on this Sunday at 1 o'clock. And I thought our guys were, you know, very uh, – very locked in on details this week in, in terms of game plan specific things and, and just making sure we're having um, a good presence in our locker room and you know speaks volumes to our leadership but um, at the end of the day it's one game um, we got to go to got to go to London next week and that's what we'll focus on yeah Buffalo Bills have the Jacksonville Jaguars next in uh, Tottenham's home for my my English Premier League fans keeping up with the soccer and that will actually be a home game my air quotation marks you can't see it obviously That's going to be a home game for the Buffalo Bills playing out in London. They got Jacksonville, as he just mentioned. And the Dolphins? Well, how about this? They're going to take on the New York Giants next. And the New York Giants still currently actively losing to Seattle 14-3. About eh, three minutes or more than three. Six minutes have gone by here in the third. And Geno Smith is back out onto the field. Uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. So we saw Drew Locke for a brief amount of time, but Geno Smith back out there on the field. And congratulations to the Bills. They now tie with the Dolphins for the AFC East lead with a record of 3-1. and one. Anybody looking at the Bills and their demise, man, it was early. Like, give them a break. They've been able to turn things around, returning just like last year with one of the top defenses in the league, to go along with one of the top offenses. And now we just have to see if the Buffalo Bills are going to look at Josh Allen at the end of the year to be Superman. If he has to do it all, they're cooked. Hopefully they've learned their lesson. And how about this? Speaking of the AFC East, we've now talked about the Jets. They lost. The Bills beat the Dolphins. Hey, what about that other team in the, the AFC East? What about the team that's had all this success in the AFC East over the past, I don't know, 20-some-odd years. What about the Patriots? Well, I tuned into this game, too, and I quit this one because the Cowboys smoked the Patriots 38-3. to 38-3. to I don't even know how you don't score by accident. The Cowboys able to score two touchdowns on turnovers, one a fumble recovery, one a pick six. Mac Jones, yeah, one of those interceptions was his. He threw two of them. I mean, Dak didn't have to do too much work. The Cowboys' offense only scored two touchdowns. Dak had one touchdown in the air, and this was just abuse. Think about this. This sounds odd to say. The New England Patriots are one in three on the season. Go ahead, cue it up. Anybody wants to yell and scream about Bill Belichick ain't nothing without Tom Brady, go ahead, have a field day with it. 
I still think the coach is instrumental in building the whole team and the culture and the environment. But, yeah, everybody knows you need a talented player to go out there and win. And Bill Belichick had one, and that was Tom Brady. And now he has Mac Jones. And Mac Jones got pulled. He got benched. And people were wondering, oh, is he going to play next week? Are we going to see Mac Jones? Is he in trouble? Is he sending him back to Alabama? Is Bill Belichick putting Mac Jones back into the basement? And Bill Belichick was asked about why he benched Mac Jones, and this is what he said. I mean, the, the plan is to start. Continue to start Mac going forward. Yeah. I didn't think there was any point leaving him out there, so I took him out. Yeah. Bill Belichick just letting everybody know, well, I'm going to leave my guy out there to get his ass whooped for no reason. I could certainly understand that. Bill Belichick also making it clear that, yeah, Mac Jones is going to be active and he will be the starter against New Orleans. And maybe the New England Patriots can pick up a victory there. Uh, New Orleans not in the best of spots itself, 2-2 and so far on the season after losing, taking an L yesterday to the Buccaneers 26 to 9. A lot of action in the AFC East. The Bills are winners. The Jets are losers, Dolphins losers, and so are the Patriots. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to take a break. And speaking of losers, no, not the New York Giants still losing 14 to 3 right now. There was a battle of losers yesterday. The Broncos and the Bears. Somebody had to walk out with a victory, and somebody did. It was the Broncos, and it took one hell of a comeback. We're going to talk about that game on the other side of the break. We're going to get into some of the NBA and its media day. We're going to take a look at USC and Colorado from Saturday. We're going to update you on Monday Night Football, this matchup between the Seahawks and the Giants. There's so much to do. If you want to talk to me in the process, the phone lines are open. That's 855-212-4CBS. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk about these losers, the Broncos and the Bears. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. Happy Monday to you. Here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. to hear from you. Call him now at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Right now in the Meadowlands, MetLife Stadium, Monday Night Football, Seattle leads New York 14-3. to Six and a half minutes left to go in the third. And the New York Giants can't. They can't muster a damn thing. If They should be so lucky if they have a comeback in this game. But look, they're, they're still down a touchdown. Uh, who am I kidding? They, they, they got work to do. It'll take a couple of touchdowns for them to do anything. 
and they're having a difficult time moving the ball. We'll keep you up to date on that game. Speaking of moving the ball and speaking of terrible teams, I mentioned this to you in the prior break. Yeah, we had some victors. We had the Bills come out on top, the Chiefs, the Cowboys. Any of those teams maybe will win the Super Bowl. I know Cowboys Super Bowl sounds funny, but that will be a conversation for another day. There was a, a toilet bowl at this point of the season. Yeah, we had two bad teams go at it. Entering into this game with zero wins apiece, that happens to be the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears. Now, outside of the New York Jets, the Chicago Bears have been a complete disaster. Justin Fields is pointing fingers at the offense. He's pointing fingers at the offensive coordinator. You have Chase Claypool, who is claiming that, oh, yeah, the offense and and the coordinator aren't putting me in the best position to have success. The Bears didn't appreciate that. Even though they traded Chase Claypool, brought him in in exchange for a second-round pick, they told us, man, stay home. We don't want you here right now. And so he didn't play. And the Bears still came out on top out of the game. The Bears led 28-7 to in the third quarter. Justin Fields completed his first 16 passes. He had a career passing high, 335 yards to go along with four touchdowns. Justin Fields had himself a game. And I said this early on. The Broncos' defense stinks. They were down 28-7 in the third quarter, and Justin Fields was damn near perfect. Stinks. This is the same Denver Broncos' defense that gave up 70 points last week to the Dolphins. They stink. And then they turned it around. The Broncos were able to tie the game on a fumbled touchdown return in the fourth. They were able to snatch up a Justin Fields interception late with about a minute left to halt any momentum to turn things around. And Russell Wilson, as bad as the defense has been, he helped the turnaround. 223 yards passing to go along with three touchdowns. If you want to blame anybody for this year being trash, don't blame Russell Wilson. He has more than 1,000 yards passing, nine touchdowns, and two interceptions. He ain't garbage, but if you need a reminder, the Broncos' defense, they're the ones that suck. And so even though they gave up all of these points, 28-7 to in the third, the offense turned it around. The Denver Broncos, the defense did keep them at bay. The Bears have now lost 14 games in a row dating back to last season. I don't know how a fan can be a fan of a team that can't even win by accident, that is leading 28-7 to in the third quarter, and they still lose. Being a Bears fan must stink. Maybe there's a silver lining with Fields, almost perfect to, to start the game. Probably not. I think folks are still tired of him. After the game, he says, man, we just didn't get the job done. Here, listen to Justin Fields. Overall, I think the offense, you know, we uh, you know, did well. We just got to finish, you know, in the fourth quarter uh, drive. You know, defense held them at the end on a field goal. And there's, you know, a chance. So, uh, you know, I got to be better in that situation. 
And, um, yeah, we just got to finish. As I mentioned, he, he threw an interception late with a minute left, and that was all she wrote. No more football there for the Chicago Bears. And so the Broncos are 1-3. and three. The Bears are 0-4. Oh and, and I guess all the positivity that we always hear from Russell Wilson, at least one time, it paid off. Let's listen to this man talk about the power of positivity. You got to have um, great belief and um, you got to have no fear. I think the biggest thing about winning and, you know, winning, you know, comeback games and all that, it's, it's everybody. It's not just you, but, you know, everybody staying poised, everybody believing. He needs to release one of those books, not even a book. He needs to release one of those calendars where every day you kind of rip it off on your desk and it has a new positive phrase. I'm sure Russell Wilson is probably already selling one of those calendars because this man has never said a negative word, at least publicly, in his life. If I was married to Ciara, I'd be a positive guy too, JR. His wife's name is Ciara. That's what I meant. It's okay. Someone who's full of negativity all the damn time. Ask the New York Jets. Sean Payton. Sean Payton. He was able to find something positive about the win as well. Listen to him. Yeah, I told the players afterwards, honestly, I said, look, there's a lot of things that we're going to have to clean up and we're still not doing well. But the one thing that I was proud of is, you know, they hung in there. They fought when it would have been real easy not to. Oh, how sweet. How sweet. The Denver Broncos are going to take on those Jets next. Remember how that went, right? Throwing former head coach Nathaniel Hackett under the bus, saying it was the worst coaching job, one of the worst coaching jobs he's ever seen. Remember the back and forth, Aaron Rodgers sticking up for his guy. Well, now the New York Jets need Zach Wilson to go out there and pretty much shoot Sean Payton down. It's a grudge match, right, for a game that doesn't matter between two teams that are one and three. The Broncos one and three, the Jets one and three. And I guess we got something, a little something to look forward to. I can't wait for it. Meanwhile, those uh, Chicago Bears, they're going to be taking on Washington, who almost, but almost doesn't count, almost got by Philadelphia. The Bears, man, if I were them, I'd be preparing, be preparing for the offseason. I'd be looking at the draft, and I'd be looking to get Justin Fields out of here. It really stinks. 0-4 for the Bears. At least the Jets Broncos are showing some signs of life. 855-212-4CBS. Greg is calling from Michigan. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Greg? Hey, JR, Mr. Positive. Great show as always. Love your takes. Um, First, if I could, hats off to the greatest pure right-handed hitter technician, Miguel Cabrera. Um, He definitely is. Pujols would even tell you that. Um, I think he said it a couple times. Yeah, sayonara um, to him. He's, he picked up a gift from every single stadium. He got a surfboard. He, he got beer. I think the Oakland Athletics got him like a $5 bottle of wine. So, yeah, he, he got gifts. Yes, he did. Hey, um, I think my uh, Josh Elvis Allen has redeemed himself. And I got to ask you, with the first four games, would you say that uh, Josh Allen is the MVP? Oh my God! Right now, no. What are the first I, four games? Uh no, man. I haven't. I haven't even put thought into who is 
okay. the MVP so far to start the season, man. I'm 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 trying to wait. Can we give it a can we give it like halfway through the season? Yes, yes we can. Okay. Hey. Thank you. And then Thanks for taking was you knew his middle name? How did you know that? You just Googled it one day? No, no, no. Uh, he's a huge Elvis fan, and he plays five songs before every game, and two out of the five are my boy Elvis. I thought it was Patrick. Pardon? I thought his middle name was Patrick, no? Oh, it is. Okay. But I just call him because he's a huge Elvis fan, and I wanted to catch on that, uh, Got it. you know, what the heck. Um but yes, Chair, okay. thanks for taking my call. Everybody, agents of inclusion, and go for your dreams. Well, thank you so much, Greg, for calling from Michigan. And yes, as Greg said, make sure you tune into my podcast with Special Olympics Agents of Inclusion. Just go ahead and Google it. Give it a listen. Be inspired. We got so many other heroes in the world of sports, and they aren't all pros. And Greg just... uh Coming through, I don't want to call it useless information. It's an interesting tidbit. <laughs> Josh Allen is listening to Elvis before a game. Okay. All right. I'm sure he's listening in his headphones and not in the locker room because I can't think of any of his teammates who would even want to listen to Elvis. Oh, no. At all, period. Oh, no. Yeah. Jerry. It's, the, it's the most New York Giants thing ever. Yep. It's yep. about to be, hold on, wait a minute, there it is, 20 to 3. Oh. New York Giants over here turning the ball over in the own red zone. Daniel Jones is about to, uh, he's about to spontaneously combust. The Giants fans are about to spontaneously combust. They have their hands, they have their heads and their hands. Pick six. 97 yards, Devon Witherspoon, 2023 pick for Seattle, takes the ball the other way, and the New York Giants, if you had no idea they stink, here you go. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. And, of course, the extra point is good. 21-3 is the score. We'll keep you up to date as this game continues on. I have a feeling it's not going to go the the Giants' way. Brian Dayball yelling at Daniel Jones. What was that? Daniel Jones wants nothing to do with it. What a great head coach he is. Just getting in there. What the hell was that? Anyway, we'll talk more about this game. We got so much more to do. 855-212-4CBS. We come back on the other side. I did mention to you that today is NBA Media Day. We got a lot of interesting comments, a lot of interesting quotes, and nothing more interesting than Jimmy Butler, who is now emo. Something that New York Giants fans are probably going to be. We'll hear from Jimmy Butler on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR, I love the show. I listen to it every ride home. Sometimes I get into the show so much that I slow down and it takes me longer to get home and the wife wonders where I'm at. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. 
It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I mean, when your wife is wondering where you at, don't don't blame me if you get in trouble, man. That ain't got nothing to do with me. This game can't end soon enough. The New York Giants still losing to Seattle. Fourth quarter underway, 21-3. Daniel Jones throwing a 97-yard pick six before we went to break. Just, just ugly, just bad all the way around. We're, we're going to get into Jimmy Butler. Don't worry about that as he uh, is going through an emo phase uh, here in the NBA. We, we got some callers here on the line. Not happy or some varying opinions, I would say, on what the, the New York Giants have been able to do up until now, which is a whole lot of nothing. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Joe is calling from Jersey. Hey, Joe, you're on CBS Sports Radio. What's on your mind? Hey, JR. What's up, man? Uh, Brian Gable needs to go. He he just lost in that game, period. He should have he should have kicked that three uh when they went decided to go for it, you know. Uh he needs to go, he lost in the game. So he needs to go where? As in like fired as head coach? Like what are we talking about here? Yeah, fired, but they won't do it. Okay. Yeah, fired. And it's not an overreaction. It's, it's not. I mean, what else are you basing it on? I mean, he's been the head coach for uh, one year and now four games. He just basically he lost in the game with his decision. Okay. He you see him over on the sideline yelling at Daniel Jones. Not he, Daniel he, Jones' fault. He he yells at he yells at everyone. I mean, dating back to last year when they they made the playoffs I, with a surprising uh, positive record. I realize he does. But he, uh, what I'm trying to tell you is he lost in the game. He could have kicked that I, easy three. Joe, Joe, yeah, you, you don't have to try to, to tell me that. And thank you for calling from Jersey. You don't have to try to tell me that. I think the reason why the New York Giants have lost this game or are losing this game is because the New York Giants don't have enough talent. It's because Saquon Barkley is standing on the sidelines with a hoodie on. It's because they don't have weapons. It's because Daniel Jones is okay, but he ain't one of the best. I mean, that's why the New York Giants are losing the game. Brian Dayball ain't wake up and cost the game, and even if you think that is the case, you want to fire him for one game, and you want to tell me that's not an overreaction? They went to the playoffs last year. The New York Giants might have been sitting on a whole lot of fool's gold as they went to the postseason last year. A lot of one-score games, but I mean, well, damn. Want to fire the guy? For what? 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Flushing out in Queens, New York, and talk to Manny. Manny, you're on the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, man. How you doing, man? I'm excellent. What's up? I'm good. I don't know what the hell that the last, the previous call was talking about. I think he's overreact. Listen, every, I mean, yes, the Giants stink, but Brian Gable is not the main reason why the Jets, I mean, the Giants stink. I mean, to be honest with you, New York sports has been stinking the joint the last several months. I mean, outside, I mean, the Jets, I mean, the Yankees are not in the playoffs. The Mets, I mean, you know where the Mets is. 
Uh, I mean, I just hope that I pray to God. I mean, I know uh, the Lakers just got in the WNBA Finals. Shout out to them. And I just hope the Knicks and Nets don't follow the same fate as those four teams. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, I expect them to do nothing. And thank you, Manny, for calling from Flushing. And when I say they, I'm referring to the uh, the basketball teams as well. As Daniel Jones has been sacked, he has now been sacked eight times this game. You take him out, Jr. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the fans are leaving. There's, there's 10 minutes, 11 minutes left in the game. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't take him out. I think you, you, you set up yourself up for more cause for concern. The reason why they're getting destroyed is not all Daniel Jones' fault. Not, not to what you said, uh, or, but to the point of the other caller, it's not right. all Brian Dayball's fault. This is a, a patchwork team right now. The offensive line is without Andrew Thomas. We know that we got a lot of dudes on the line who shifted around. There is no Saquon Barkley. There still is a chance. There still is a chance to go ahead and win this game. And so I'm not I'm not going to take Daniel Jones out unless I really feel that he can be destroyed. If not, I mean, we're going to throw Tyrod Taylor out? No, I don't I don't think the the New York Giants need that type of headache because it doesn't just stop at this game. The next thing, you, you open up a can of worms, and then you got people saying, oh, my God, the New York Giants gave this guy $40 million a year. Oh, my God, they put Tyrod Taylor out there. Oh, man, is Daniel Jones going to be back out there? Is this a punishment? Is he going to play versus Miami? And so it has much larger implications than just, hey, let's pull him. Why would you want to pull him? Gotcha. I mean, I was thinking to your point about protecting a guy that, again, just signed one of the biggest contracts in NFL history, $160 million, and he's getting his ass kicked back there. And and, and he's, JR, like, he's making some great runs, and they're not even counting because of the undiscipline and because of the penalties that the O-line is committing. They're awful. And so this is more an indictment on the offensive line than it is Daniel Jones, and this is the biggest asset they have right now, JR. And Saquon Barkley, it seems like he's regressing fast. Now, some of it is injury-related. I get that. I know he had a pretty good year last year, but he, Daniel Jones, is the face of this franchise. He is right now the best player of this franchise. you got to protect him. They, JR, they're not coming back down 21-3 the way they've looked tonight. Well, every, you know, they, they sure as hell, the likelihood of that happening isn't the case. But that's not the largest reason as to why I say, hey, don't leave Daniel Jones in the game. It, it opens up a larger can of worms that's unnecessary. If Brian Dayball wants to look at this man and he feels that he's going to get hurt, then pull him. But I don't think it's just eight sacks. Come on. Daniel Jones is a tough dude. We've seen him get tackled by the turf monster, be concussed. We, we've seen him get knocked around. But this man is not – he ain't no punk sissy out there on the football field. And so if Brian Dable thinks that he's going to go out there and, and get knocked around or get knocked into an injury, then sure, yeah, pull him and, and, and t- say that's the reason. But uh, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. I got another quick question for you. I think that would also concede the game. In all things considered. That's a good thing. The game is, yeah, but the game's not <laughs> right. over yet. Um, Jared, does this have Ben McAdoo written all over it? And what I mean by that is, and you know what I'm talking about, no, a no. great first season, and it seems like he's the absolute heir apparent to Tom Coughlin, and they got it right by moving on no. and parting ways from Coughlin, and no. then he collapses in the second season. And we got really high on Brian Dable in his first season. Coach of the year, they not just make the playoffs like you alluded to, but they win a playoff game against Minnesota, a 13-win team. You're not seeing shades of Ben McAdoo here? No, not not at all. Okay. 
because I feel that from day one when Ben McAdoo showed up that there there was no respect that this is someone who was marauding as as being the the, the head coach of the team. I mean, the very first day that Ben McAdoo showed up to coach the New York Giants, people were killing him over what he wore. They were killing him about a suit that was too big. That was the first impression. It's no different than another head coach uh, in New York at the time, Adam Gase. Adam Gase was pretty much destroyed the eyes. <laughs> after yeah, after his, his very first press conference because he looked like he was having an out-of-body experience. Like Brian Dayball, whether you like him or not, he has earned the respect of the team, and he got that early. I mean, people are questioning whether he's too tough on his players. I mean, you saw tonight chewing out Daniel Jones. Hey, man, what the hell were you thinking with that interception? We've seen him kill linemen. Like, he is an equal uh, opportunity ass kicker when it comes to getting into his players on the sidelines. And so, no, I, I wouldn't put him in the same category of, of Ben McAdoo, not by any stretch of the imagination. He actually has respect. He's no nonsense. There's no games. When he talks to the media, it doesn't appear that he's he's trying to, you know, provide any fluff or any cover. He, he shoots straight, and you got to appreciate that. And so for him and, and Joe Shane, I, I give him time. And it's not Debo, man. It's the roster. It's a credit to him last season, to him, that they were able to go out and win games by the skin of their teeth. That wasn't accident that wasn't an accident it wasn't luck it was because of him and his structure and this season sometimes you win you lose and this time they're losing i'm not gonna pin that on him they got lucky last year but man uh, having a system in place and a baseline that's him it's all him it's the jr sport Show here with you on cbs sports radio 855-212-4cbs that's 855-212-4cbs for CBS. At this moment, the Seahawks beating the Giants 21 to 3, about 10 and a half minutes left in the game. We're going to talk more about this, hopefully as it concludes soon. And on the other side of the break, we're going to get into more football, Dion, USC, Colorado, and Emo, Jimmy Butler here on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.